Hello and uh, welcome to at Jay Sanchez AD. It's been a little while, but it's nice to hear from you. Yes, I'm listening. Uh, I can't actually hear you. Uh, and today we're on location. Can't you tell? We're currently in the Oaks Hotel in Bangkok. Now, from little acorns do mighty oaks grow. And I have to tell you, this is one mighty room. Exceptional value of money. I've not promised them anything. I've not said that I'm gonna give them a plug, but um, they're right next door to the uh, Anantara, uh, which I think is extremely expensive. And here, it's more like condos. So in front of me, I've got like an L-shaped sofa, a balcony view out to the night sky of Krungtep Mahanakon, which looks absolutely beautiful. And then I've got like a twin bedroom. I haven't got any twins, but I'm probably gonna kidnap some just to put in there. Uh, and then a master bedroom, um, a master, no, no, leave it. A master bedroom with a oval tub that always ends up being a bit smaller than you think. And there's another separate bathroom. And then go through a door and there's a whole other suite with a separate kitchen and everything. It's massive. Um, and it's just me. Because sometimes you don't want a vacation, you want a staycation. Sometimes you want to stay close to where you come from, but get a bit, get a bit away from where you're at. Pull yourself back a little bit and just see what's going on. Change your environment to change your mindset. This is not going to be one of those rip-roaringly hilarious blogs. It's going to probably be a little bit more serious than that. Um, because sometimes a change of scenery, a change of setting, is a really great way to objectivize how you feel. It's a really, really good way of running away from your fears. Um, and of course, if you're uh, wearing the shoes, then you'll know how it feels. Uh, and in the words of that great poster, Jesus there were two footsteps in the sand, two pairs of footsteps in the sand. But when I look back at the hardest hands of my life, there was only one. Where did you go? And Jesus said, I was at McDonald's. Um, that's not actually true. But I am just so totally moved by this night sky tonight. It's incredible. It reminds me of that show. Was it Night, night Caller? It used to end up with drama. Like, Good night, America, wherever you are. And it just makes me think now, after four years in Bangkok, what a majestically beautiful, inconsistently consistent, stunningly eclectic, erratic, annoying, lovable town this is, full of people that actually accept you for who you are, unless you annoy them, in which case they silently keep smiling, find out where you live, kidnap your children and burn your house down. Uh, that's not actually true, uh, that's what I do, but that's because my dad's Irish and was in prison. Um, in fact, one of my earliest memories in life was being in a buggy. My mum thought it was funny to dress me up as a prisoner and put a number across me and have me wear a black and white striped t-shirt in a buggy to go and visit my father in jail. Yes, and they wonder why we turn out the way we do. And I'm not talking about that. So it's a Friday night in Bangkok and um, obviously I'm living the life of a successful homo sapien, 42 year old Bangkokian farang, which basically means I'm on my own. I've had a microwave burger from Family Mart and I'm just waking my way through a 100 baht bottle of vodka. Life could not be better. But in fact, it feels great. And I'll tell you what feels great is that I was looking through my contacts list earlier trying to find a certain person and I suddenly realised that I had not been in touch with lots of people for, for a long time. And as someone who's actually suffered from depression, you have to realise that stepping out of yourself and looking at how you're communicating and who you're communicating to and who you're depending on and what you're relying on is frightening but really heartwarming because suddenly you realise that there are a lot more people that love and care about you than you ever thought before. There are a lot more people that will go the extra mile. I've made a new friend here. He's a, he's a surgeon. No, he's not a surgeon, sorry. He's a cardiologist. He's an incredibly intelligent man. 
Um, he was in hospital day to day with his patients, but made time to come over and say hello to me, which was really touching. And I was saying to him, I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you, not just because of the eight, 10, 12 years of studying that you've done, but because deep down inside, you want to help people. You want to make people better. And I've always said that if anything in life is important, the only thing in life is to make things better. And he does. And he carries the weight of patients. You know, he doesn't carry them, obviously, they're laying in beds. He carries the weight of patients' problems. He saves lives. Sometimes I'm sure it may not always go the way you want it to go. But I look at a man like that and I think, I just throw away words. I write words and throw them away. I speak on behalf of people. But I look at people that add real value to society, people that give their heart and soul to what they do, people that will tolerate, for example, in the UK, a 1% pay rise every year, which is below inflation, meaning effectively nurses and doctors are getting paid less and less every year, but working harder. We have this sort of immigration issue in the UK about who should come and who should not come in. We had to go overseas to get nurses because no one would take the pay in the UK. How is it that the people that are so-called at the bottom of the pyramid are receiving the least money but saving the most lives? Billionaires only really have two lungs, a few employees, one house. Nurses look after 30, 40 patients, day in, day out, extra shifts. We've seen some tragedies around the world recently. The horrific um, tower block fire in London just yesterday. Six hospitals. You can only imagine how hard people work. Not because they're working for money, because they're working to save people. They're working to help people. And I think it's really important at various times in your life when maybe you feel like you've been kicked a bit in the stomach and maybe you feel like things aren't going your way but take a moment to think about the people that keep us alive that keep us alive my sister my amazing sister is a social worker and she sadly had to um, have somebody um, taken into hospital a little while ago obviously I'll be sensitive about the details but that job entails that once that's been done, should that patient have pets or children? My sister is responsible in loco parentis for those people. My sister had to go at 10 o'clock at night to walk that patient's dog. She didn't do that to make an extra eight pounds or 10 pounds an hour. She did that because she wanted to, because she loves animals, she loves people, and she wants things to be better. So this may not be the blog post that you expected. This may not be the comedy moment. This may not be me being self-effacing and stupid. What it is, is being thankful. Thankful for the people that love me, that I live with, that I've been bred from, that are my family. And I just want to say to them, you've stuck by me through all of this. And if there's anything I can share with anyone listening to this, never, ever think you're the only person that it isn't working for. Never think you're the only depressed person. Never think you're the only person that failed because unless you fail, you will not learn. Unless you experience the depths of despair, the frustration and anger of despair, you'll never really appreciate celebration and inspiration and creativity. So hang on in there. Hang on in there. Now, I could very well be talking to myself here. I've suffered from depression for a very long time. And of course, attention deficit benefit, as I call it. So even when I'm depressed, I'm still doing 10 things at a time. But over the last two or three months, I've suddenly realized that the people around me, who I may not have called on directly, who I may not have 
thought I needed or I may not have thought were there. They were. They were there. My friends in the UK, my family, my partner, they were there for me. And in some respects, they saved me. I want to do two things with this blog. The first is, I want to make you smile. So if you go online, I'll show you a picture of my penis. No, that's a joke. The second thing is, I want you to know that things can be better. And I want you to be proud of who you are and what you've done. Because every life is an achievement. Every action is movement. Momentum is passion. So no matter how bad you feel about it, no matter how dry your Wedibeck is, how crispy your Weedabix are, no matter how shit you think today is, tomorrow will be much worse. No, that's a joke. It'll get better. It gets better. Now, if I was going to run a company that made pharmaceutical products, I'd just call it Better. I might rename myself, actually, to Jonathan Better. Jay Better. Look, I'm going to close here up at 10 minutes. I might come back a bit later. Um, I um, have invited everybody that I know, one person, to come and have a, a miniature bottle of vodka with me in this 5,000 square feet room. But yes, I am being reflective. And indeed, I am being reflected on the doors of the patio. And I am wearing Daniel Giles' t-shirt. But you're never alone. I'm here. And I'm the most irritating person on earth. I will annoy you so much, you'll realise how good your life is. I'll certainly distract you. Keep listening. At jsanchezad to Twitter. Me at jlsanchez.com. Apologies for not having hilarity. There will be some. But there's a lot of bad shit happening right now. And a lot of people don't feel so good. And I just want to tell you, it gets better. Stay tuned. <laughs>